All right, I am here with my guys, uh, Paul Anton and Laith Saeed. Great to have you guys on the show. Great to have, great to be here, Greg. Thanks so much for having us. All right, yeah, I'm su- I'm super excited to talk about uh, Hoop, the company you guys co-founded. Uh, I'm you know I grew up as a hooper. I I, I played hoops all through uh, you know really my adulthood. Uh, don't play as much as I used to. I think this is such a cool product, cool idea, um, really a beautiful piece of industrial design. How, how do you explain hoop to people who don't know? We have a little one-liner that helps uh, summarize it. Hoop is the world's first smart basketball hoop with a TV for a backboard that allows you to play against other users, track your performance, and train like a pro. Yeah, and and for people yeah uh, out there listening, uh, definitely look it up. But it. It, like the way I describe it is it almost looks like a, like an iMac that's like attached to the backboard. Like the backboard is an iMac with a hoop on it. But I mean, I read a little bit about the specs. It's it's waterproof, it's durable, it's as strong as a normal hoop. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's quite a feat of engineering. Yeah, it's been uh, it's definitely been a grind. It's taking It's taken multiple iterations of the prototype to get to the point that we're at. Um, really just, uh, making it last in the heat was one of the harder elements that we had to figure out the thermal architecture, how to make sure uh, it lasts outside for five to 10 years. And we've achieved all that. So we're really excited to bring it to market this year. So I, I read a little bit about your background. Uh, I don't know how much of it's true, um, but you guys grew up, you guys were friends. And then, yeah. uh, was it you that moved, which one, one of you moved away and you guys wanted a way to be able to continue to play basketball together, even at a distance? Yeah, I went, I'm two years older than Laith. Our fathers met in school and university and we knew each other since before birth. And when I went over for school, we stayed in touch by playing basketball on Snapchat. But with one hand recording, one hand shooting, and we'd say, hey, elbow jumper, corner three, and we'd play horse back and forth from a thousand miles away. that was over 10 years ago and that was sort of the inception of this idea of being able to play against each other remotely Uh, i ended up going to law school in california several years later in silicon valley in san francisco caught the startup bug out there created an app that allowed us to do that on ar glasses and lath and claim came and played my game in 2019 said hey that's cool but what if we took your game and put a screen on a backboard and that's how that idea sort of evolved from snapchat to glasses to the hoop who, I mean, who's the engineer of the group of you guys to be able to kind of like, I, I mean, Laith, I hear you talking a little about some of the thermodynamics and, you know, some of those types of considerations. So I, I'd, I'd, I'd picture you that, uh, you know, maybe filling <laughs> a little bit of that role, but. No, we're, neither of us are engineers actually. Yeah. Yeah. We're just, uh, we're both product people. We have some startup uh, experience, but um, we have a great team of engineers around us. Uh, we have 17 full-time Hoop employees right now. So uh, we have a great team and, and really rely on them as well. Where, so where does this start? I mean, I, I know you mentioned the genesis of this and, and kind of how the idea came about, but wh- where do you start as far as like, all right, let's actually build this. Like, how, wh- wh- what did the first prototype look like? The first prototype was actually a screen that we screwed onto a backboard uh, with six cameras, LiDAR on top of it, just to prove the concept out. Um, it was super expensive, not ready at all for any sort of traction, but it, it worked. And we, we realized it wasn't too distracting to have a screen up there. Just some of the main things we had to figure out. Lathan and I, we bootstrapped the company ourselves with $60,000 of our own money. 
um, built a prototype and then started driving it around and pitching investors. Uh, and then we built another prototype that actually looked more like the hoop you see today with glass in front of it, uh, down to three cameras. And now we're uh, down to just one. So it's been a lot of hardware iterations, but that's how we got here. So when did you guys raise your first uh, seed capital? It was around. So we we, uh, we started working like fully on hoop in 2020. Um, we bootstrapped, like Paul said, and then towards the end of that year, once we really had a prototype and a POC to really show a proof of concept that we had the tech that somewhat worked and then we had hardware and it was achievable. We had a full design uh, to go from there. Um, we were able to raise a little bit of funding and then got started on our first uh, run of hardware development right thereafter. Right. Did so you run the end of 2020? Did you work with like an industrial um, design firm locally or did you how did how did you go about the manufacturing side of this? So we started with a design firm, um, didn't work out at first, and then we ended up hiring an in-house team. Uh, we brought everybody in-house, our own engineers, and we found it worked way better that way. We were able to iterate in-house, test everything in-house, and it got us to market a lot faster. Yeah. And you're both entrepreneurs. Uh, you guys have been entrepreneurs. You were entrepreneurs before this. It wasn't like you left you know, corporate jobs. It, it looks like you had co-founded a company, uh, Lathe, in the uh, logistics space. I, I saw you, Paul, had some some experience you know, with a couple different startups as well. Um, what, 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 what gave you the confidence to, to leave some of these other companies that you'd started, which seemed like there was some success and they seem, still seem to be going, going, going strong uh, to go full-time with Hoop? Uh, I really have to give credit to my parents when I had this crazy idea to create an app and my father was like, yeah, it sounds like a great idea. Go do it. I was like, well, I might not be able to be a lawyer and it might cost us like maybe 50 to a hundred thousand dollars to get started. He was like, go do it. He's told me, he's like, I'll scrub floors for you to do that. We lived above our parents' restaurant growing up and you know, he didn't let anything stop us. And he always encouraged us everything we've ever said, Lathan and I have ever asked. He's always been like, yep, it's doable get a prototype to New York on the back of a fruit truck, drive through Manhattan. Yep. Let's do it. Go out to California, put the hoop on a trailer, go do a demo there. We got 24 hours to get out there. Do it. He's like, it's just been like, yes, mentality to everything. So I got to credit to them to, to make it seem possible. Cause as a kid, we don't know as we were younger when we started this and we didn't know what was possible and what wasn't. we just had the affirmation of adults, my parents, lace parents just saying, yeah, it's possible. Go do it. It's, it's so interesting to hear that. I mean, there, there, there's something that like about being, I don't know if it's young or, or what it is. It's, it's, it's almost like you have to have this, this, it, it, it's like not understanding how hard something is. You know, there's so many entrepreneurs and so many success stories, uh, founders who start companies and, and you talk to them, it's almost like, if I knew now what I knew then, I probably never would even have tried to do this. But it's like you're you're sort of like young and idealistic, and it's like sure we can do this whole thing, and 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 you know you're able to 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 be successful with a ton of grit and grind. But uh, it, it's not easy, right? I can't imagine this was an easy road to get here. Not at all. Naivete, being naive helped us definitely. <laughs> yeah, and it, and it's paying off for you guys, right? Congratulations! I. Um, and this is public knowledge. Now you guys just closed, uh, looks like a, sounds like an $11 million round. Uh, what about a month ago, right? Yeah, thank yep, you. Just, uh, just about a month ago. That's, uh, that's, that's pretty exciting, man. Um, and you know, one of the quotes I read, I, I thought was, uh, really flattering, um, from one of your investors was something to the extent of, uh, you know, we love this team, super scrappy, hardworking, 
uh, and, you know, it's kind of one of the reasons that they want to invest in you guys. I think that's a testament to you guys. Um, you know, what's like an example of that? Like what, why would he, why would that investor have said that? I mean, what are some examples of some of the scrappiness that you guys have, have, have demonstrated? Um, there's a lot, and I'm sure Paul has some of his stories too, but, um, really it's any obstacle that we are faced with, um, whether it's a hardware issue, like we saw hope, you know, break down in front of our eyes and we thought that was the end of the road, but it really never is. Um, you go out there, you iterate, you redesign, you figure out, you know, what the root cause is. So, just don't don't dwell on those things too much. Um, there's always a path forward. Uh, when there's a will, there's a way. That's what my father always told me, and we kind of live by that. Um, but uh, there's been a lot from hardware to software, and um, it, it's never an easy road or an easy path forward. You just have to work through it and keep going. Yeah, and you know the hoop itself. It, it seems like there's a lot of different practical applications for how this can be used, right? I mean, I saw the gamification aspect of personal training. You're out there, you're, you know, it's counting shots, you're measuring trajectory, you can do all these different types of things for, for game improvement. But there's a Peloton aspect to this, right? Or, or a mirror, tonal, I mean, a bunch of different programs out where live coaching, uh, whether it's, I would assume, pre-recorded or whether it's, it's, it's live and in real time, that, that can also occur through the, you know, the large screen. Yeah, exactly. We're an elite level training facility right from your home, right from your gym. We give you all that data. You can't really improve what you can't measure. So first starts with all our um, data and analytics that we track, and then we gamify that. And we have really fun workouts, time-based workouts. You get to see where you stack up against the rest of the world. And uh, that's really like we got, that's really what the hoop is all about is tracking your stats and then having fun and playing games with people and seeing where you stack up. Yeah, it just makes practice so much more fun. I mean, going in the gym, whether it's, you know, at a gym or whether it's in your house, I mean, go out there shooting hoops. If, if, if you can track it and measure it, it, uh, it's, it's going to keep people on the basketball court, right? Yeah, exactly. It's so hard to keep track of that in your head. Growing up, I used to try to make a thousand shots a day and keep track of it in a notebook, but literally around shot 50 to 100, you, you're like, where am I in this? And now you get to see it right up on the backboard. I'm sure. at 200 today. I made 500 today. And it's just such a better user experience. And and I'm assuming that trend line is really important too, right? I mean, if you sh if you shoot a hundred hundred shots, you know, a month ago, and you make you know seventy percent of them, and then all of a sudden it's seventy two percent and seventy four percent, and then you know seventy eight percent, eighty percent, you see this kind of like improvement that starts to happen. It's this motivation factor of all right, this is working. Yeah, seeing that improvement is really really cool and something that's never been done before in basketball. Yeah. What, what, what else are you guys tracking? I mean, besides the, the ball going in, I mean, are you, do you have uh, sensors on there? They can, they can look at things like the trajectory of the ball and angle of, of, of attack and all that type of stuff. Yep. So you get, uh, you get every shot chart after every session, you see where you're making, where you're missing shots. You get your field goal percentage. Um, you get the trajectory of the ball. What's optimal, a little bit of form correction, teach you how to keep your elbow in. Uh, in. Um, and then you also track, uh, swishes. We can tell when you're switching the ball, when you're airballing as well. So all the data is there and, um, we can always add more as we continue to grow. We'll be listening to our users and see what they look for. And we'll continue to add more, uh, over there updates so they can continue to stay with the, the best and, um, the most advanced technology that we have. And, and you guys, I mean, on your cap table, you have, uh, you have some NBA players and I mean, this isn't. You know, just investors. I mean, these are people that that know the game, know the sport, that that have have you know really see the potential of what you guys are doing. Correct? Yeah, yeah. We've listened to them. We've got kid. We've demoed for kids all the way up to NBA players. A couple of NBA players have invested, and 
what they're what everyone's really looking for is you know how many shots you've made or missed and where where from there's a lot trajectory is cool and all but there's some players that are 50 percent field goal shooters 40 percent three-point shooters they have line drives some have good arc it's really just the two main things i'd say that i really like are just makes and misses how many am i making every day and where are those coming from yeah and you know i know that these are available uh and you'll come out and you'll install these in people's you know houses or whatever it might be but uh, a big play of this is the commercial aspect right yeah gyms and schools and youth development organizations we want to make this product as success as accessible as possible for kids all over the place and that's the best way to do it thousands of kids go to these schools all, every day and and these youth development organizations like the ymca and gyms um, we really want to get hoops in these locations. Uh, that's that's our goal is to get as many hoops in as many gyms, schools, youth development organizations as possible and the consumers right to their home. Uh, but this first year, uh, that's really a combination of those two markets for us. How, how has the progress been for you guys uh, overall reception? I mean, obviously you raised some capital, so investors are liking what they're seeing. Um, you know, are you are you are you getting a lot of interest from 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 uh, th these different organizations out there that want to install these? Yes, we have. We have a, a couple already installed. Um, one in Miami at a gym. It's been going great. Um, we've over. We've sold uh, a, a big number of units already to both gyms and schools. So we'll be delivering those this year and then growing next year. So it's been exciting to see. Um, one gym sees the pilot program that we're doing now. It's adding a lot of value, and we look to bring that value to every gym. Uh, we really transform every regular basketball gym into a smart gym with what we offer. So it's advantageous to both us and the gyms as well. How's it uh, working with, you know, one of your you know, best friends growing up? I mean, I'm assuming you guys are, are, are close friends. If you guys were uh, using, you know, uh, FaceTime to, to play basketball, you know, a thousand miles away from each other. Um, how, how, how does that go? You guys, you guys get in any arguments or how do you, how do you guys resolve uh, uh, conflict? Uh, we, you know, free throw contest, three point contest. <laughs> a lot gets settled on the court, but we get asked this question a lot and really, um, there isn't that much uh, there. We, we really don't have any issues interacting and getting along and uh, disagreements happen, but that's normal. It's healthy for business. And so it keeps us going forward. It's just how you manage all that. So it's actually really great working with Paul and um, I wouldn't have it any other way. Who's the better basketball player? That's the real question. <laughs> the it bruising. depends. Right. You may not make it, it out alive playing in one on one. I, I feel like there'd be more conflict in a game of one on one than there probably is uh, running the company on a day in day out basis. Yeah, yeah but now all your stats are on the hoop, so you can't lie anymore. So everything's on the hoop, and you see where you stack up against everybody else. You really yeah. know how you're doing. So where uh, where are you guys manufacturing? I know you mentioned you guys have a facility here in San Diego. Is, uh, does all the, the manufacturing happen here, or at least the assembly of the uh, components? Yeah, everything's made in San Diego right now. Um, we're doing it all ourselves. Our team's there. Uh, we've we've uh, tried to stay away from remote work this year in 2023. All of us under one roof. Yeah. It's really important. We test every unit. We touch every unit that we deliver to our customers. Um, we have to really go through everything and make sure everything is perfect before we send it off. So we'd like to make sure we QA these first thousand. And then from there, we'll continue to grow. It, it It's really impressive. Uh, it. And I just, and you know, maybe it's like the naive thing you were talking about, where you know I, I've seen the the product itself. You have the structural aspect of a big hoop that has to be able to be anchored in the ground, and I'm sure there's electrical and all these different things that you need to to consider. You have the hardware component of you know not just 
you know, physically something they can withstand it, but, you know, being able to run the video and, and the sensors and all those types of things. And then there's a huge software component of this, right, that's involved with, you know, being able to stream content and do these different types of things. Um, I mean, how, how did you guys go about doing this? Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, I'd say being non-technical founders is actually a big advantage here. We just hired the best engineers that we thought knew what they were talking about and we let them handle, we let them make the big decisions, you know, like technical founders like to get in the way sometimes. We've we've so we've heard and we've seen a little bit. And because we're non-technical, we really let our engineers uh make the decisions and they love doing it. They love owning their parts of the work and they've really done the the best job at integrating this all together. Um, but once it clicked, finally, I'd say in the middle of last year, 2022, it all clicked and the hardware and software was finally kicking together. And now we're just off to the races, just making it better and better and more simple now. It's just making it super user friendly. Um, that's that's the goal. And it's sort of all on the software team now. The hardware did its job. It's figured it out Like we're making things that we're trying to make it more cost effective. But now it's all on the software and it's a good place to be as a hardware company when now it's just all software work. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I think that's a good point about the technical engineering part. And I, I know you, you, you mentioned uh, you're both product people. Where instead of worrying about the feasibility of something or you know the the complications or the complexities of doing the technical part, you're just like, I know what this needs to look like, and this is what I want it to be like. And you kind of put it on them plates. And if you find the right people and they're able to execute on your vision, then you end up with a really good product. Yeah, and at one point nothing was impossible. Um, and you know, sometimes engineers they bring you down, uh, down to earth. And we have a lot of ideas, a huge vision. Um, they've done a great job on executing on everything that we've asked. Um, but you know, we check everything, like you said, feasibility. We've gone through various exercises to make sure this was feasible before diving in, and we really achieved everything on the the hardware side. And now we're really doing a big push on software just to have the best features possible for our users. So we're super excited. So I, you know, you obviously raised a bunch of capital. Uh, my assumption is it's 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 getting this product out in market, um, fine tuning everything, uh, starting to get some critical mass. But there's also some opportunities you guys have talked about about uh, breaking into other sports, right? Yeah, we're trying to not to get distracted by shiny objects, but we have started working on a smart soccer goal. Um, just this, that's. Basically, it looks like the hoop over over the crossbar. We've started prototyping a little bit. It's the same technology. Um, it's going to be, you know, sort of easier for us to do now that we've done the big hoop now. Um, but it's uh, it's on the back burner for now for this year. But we're that, that'll be the next product up. Yeah, I would assume something like that could even be portable, right? I mean, you would go out to the fields, you could attach it, and then you know have a practice. And you know, personal. There's so much personal training going on nowadays. It seems like that'd be a really cool tool to have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. So what's, uh, what's, what are the, what's the use of proceeds? I mean, where, where are you guys investing some of this, this money? All into this really product. getting to market and product. Yeah. That's what this year is all about. Any, uh, any of the investors would you deem strategic or are helping you with, you know, break into, uh, you know, different areas or open up some doors for you guys? Yeah, okay. they're, they're all great. Um, they're all unique in their own ways. And uh, it's just been great to have them as a sounding board and to help open doors. Uh, we, re we really love and value all of our investors. That's awesome, man. So what, what is, you know, primarily been the feedback to this point? And, you know, as you've, you you built a couple of different prototypes, you've gone out to market, obviously, you've used the product yourself. 
uh, you know, what, what has been the feedback and, and has it played into your product vision or, I mean, is your product vision was pretty, pretty well set when you guys, you know, founded this and started this? Um, our product vision has been like, we've, we've executed on the most of it, but we've had, we have made some big changes. Uh, but first this was, a especially in terms of the color scheme at first, it was a black bezel with a silver rim. And we talked to a lot of users who said, Hey, we want this to be a traditional basketball hoop. So now we have a white bezel around for, for some, uh, clients an orange rim. It looks almost like a traditional basketball hoop entirely now. So we've, we've listened to them on that. We've made some changes to the features, the software, we're keeping it really simple, but you know, we just got to give the people what they want. They want shot tracking. They want to be able to stream all their shows, Netflix, HBO, ESPN. We're working on that for them to make that really easy. Um, I, I know some of these other at-home fitness companies, you can't do that. We, we wanted to give the, our users everything they want uh, as much as possible. So um, we are just constantly talking to them all the time, listening and, and getting that back to them. It, it's, you know, it's such a killer product. Like I, I saw some of those videos. First of all, you know, I think something that people need to realize uh, your price points, I, I believe you have two price points somewhere in like the five grand, six grand range or, or somewhere there. Yep. Um, I mean, a premium hoop, like if you go out and buy like a premium NBA hoop, you know, you're talking at $2,500, $3,000 as is. So this isn't a giant uh, premium over, you know, what it would be to just put a really, really nice basketball hoop in your backyard or whatever it might be. But, you know, I'm just picturing like out there, like on a, on a day, my buddies are over on barbecuing in my backyard and, you know, just having like ESPN going in the background in the hoop while shooting baskets just feels like such a premium feature that would be, you know, a lot of people would be willing to pay the the, the premium to have. Yeah, it, uh, it doubles as an outdoor TV too. So use it how you like to. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm super impressed, guys. I, I love the story. I, I love, you know, what you guys have been able to do. I, I, I just think the execution side of this, you know, coming from an entrepreneurial background myself, you know, if you came to me with this concept and this idea and said, hey, look, I want to do this, I'd probably try to talk you out of it uh, and tell you that the 20 reasons why you shouldn't go down this road and how hard it would be to execute. Um, but you guys have done it, man. So, you know, that's a testament to, to you guys and what you guys have been able to accomplish. I, I, I see why the investors were willing to support you. Um, what, what, what is some kind of parting advice you'd give to people out there, uh, you know, just in regards to your entrepreneur journey and, you know, some tips and tricks that can help other people follow in your footsteps? Um, real quick, I'd say working with a friend is a big advantage. You get through the, the hard times early on. Um, do things in-house. Uh, sorry to say agencies, you know, interests aren't always aligned and um, definitely get, get the right people around that you trust. Like you can't know everything yourself. You've got to be able to take advice and and execute on, on advice that people give you. Don't just be so stubborn that you're not willing to take other people's advice. Yeah, I think that's really great advice. That's something that, you know, in my own you know, kind of coaching practice. And when I talk to people, I talk a lot about, and it was really the basis of the concept of the athlete entrepreneur is, is applying principles learned in athletics, but being coachable, I, I think is just so absolutely important. And, you know, one of the things that makes entrepreneurs successful entrepreneurs is this sort of like type A hard charging attitude. And then all of a sudden you're the CEO of a company and people are giving you money and you have employees working for you. And you have this feeling of like, I have to know everything. Right. And, and sometimes it can be difficult to, to become vulnerable 
and and listen to other people um you know I, I think that's a really good point of just being willing to to take advice from others um i think i think a yeah. lot of people struggle with that yeah you have to learn as you grow um you know you're going to make some mistakes along the way um like you know paul and i always say hey if we started the company with what we know now i think a lot of things could have been done differently but we wouldn't have this experience if we didn't actually go through it um so you really build up to it you'll always get smarter uh, we reach out to our investors advisors for advice all the time uh, before making some tough decisions. And it, it really helps us to, just to get those other guys' opinions sometimes. Last question. How, you know, you mentioned some of these these hires that you've made. Uh, they, they've obviously been good hires. You're, neither of you are, are, are technical founders, I guess, in the traditional sense of the word. How did you go about the interview process? Like, how did, how did you, how do you talk to somebody who is inherently more technical than you but know whether or not they're, they're BS or, you know, that these are real deal people that you can trust to execute on your vision. Yeah. One of my earlier jobs um, out of college, I used to be a technical recruiter. Um, so I had an experience talking to these tech people, um, just having a high level understanding. Um, we also seek out advice, like I said, from our advisors and some of our board members, they have this experience. They've built multiple companies. Um, they know how to help us out. So in the early days, it was really important. And then we sort of developed a flow and now we have, you know, our lead engineers that can take the interviews, really make the technical recommendations, evaluate the technical capabilities of our new hires, um, which really takes a lot of the pressure off of us. And we just have to meet with them as well and make sure that they're a culture fit for the company also. Um, and that's how we really make our decisions now. Yeah. Um, culture is such a big part of this, right? When you think about culture, what are, what are, you know, what, did, how did you guys start to decide what kind of culture you want? Is that something that you, you sat down and, and, and wrote it out together of this is the kind of company we want to build or did it sort of happen or organically? I mean, this is one of the reasons we wanted to do this podcast is because we think athletes actually make the best entrepreneurs and the best team. Um, yeah. you, you, you have so many lessons you have, especially those of us who grew up in the nineties, like we had some great coaches and growing up and like we learned a lot of this these tough battles and overcoming things and teamwork and uh i'd say 95 percent of our team have were all athletes in high school college middle school at some point um even all of our engineers software hardware they're we all love basketball we all love sports and we're all of us are athletes we're all of us are athletes we're playing basketball all the time we play pickup together and that's what hoop is built on we're all athletes in the company yeah, and, and, and i'm just gonna go out and say like in our head like as athletes we always say don't be soft like i'm always saying that in my head like never be soft and i think everybody just has to not be soft to be you know just just get it done um that's the athlete part of me where it's just like you have to always push harder and continue to persevere or you're not going to win so that's part of the mentality I love it. I love it. I also can't wait to come down and check out the uh, the facilities. You guys are about eight miles uh, eight miles away from my house, so it's perfect. Yeah, we're super excited to be awesome. Greg. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, well, well. Listen, guys. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, website. You guys are taking pre-orders now. I, I saw a delivery expected before end of the year. Yeah. Uh, Hoop.com. H-U-U-P-E.com. At Hoop Official on social. Uh, we're going to be delivering this year. So if you pre-order now, it's actually a thousand dollars off on your pre-order uh, for those first thousand units. We're almost there. So probably just, uh, you know, uh, honestly, a couple more weeks before that deals up. Um, but yeah, October, 2023 is the goal. All right, man, this is such, such a cool product. Um, I, people need to kind of check it out to see it. So uh, congratulations on all your success. It was, it was fun to talk to you guys. And I, I, I hope we get a chance to, uh, to get together and I'd love to, I'd love to check it out in person. I love that. Thanks, Craig. Looking forward to it.